Welcome to Self-Worth Club, the podcast that empowers you to believe in yourself and your work. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, creative, or simply looking to cultivate greater self-worth, Self-Worth Club is for you. Join us each week as we empower you to believe in yourself and unlock your full potential. Hi friend, I'm your host Zoe and I'm so excited that you're here today to talk with me about the self-worth theory. We're going to jump right into it and I'm going to tell you what is the self-worth theory. The self-worth theory proposes that a person's main priority in life is to find self-acceptance and self-acceptance is often found through achievements. And in turn, achievement is often bound through competition with others. I'd like to add that in doing my research on the self-worth theory, I found a great article on positivepsychology.com by Courtney Ackerman, and I did pull a lot of info from that to share in today's chat with you. So the conclusion here is that competing with others can help us feel like we've stacked up some really high achievements. And that makes us feel proud of ourselves and in turn enhances our acceptance of ourselves. The theory says that there are four main parts to the self-worth model. One, ability. Two, effort. Three, performance. And four, self-worth. The first three interact with each other to determine your level of self-worth. So your ability and effort have a big impact on performance and all three of those contribute to your feelings of worth and value for yourself. This theory does a good job of representing how much weight winning has on us when it comes to our own feeling of worthiness. And I'm hoping that today's episode can help alleviate some of the weight that it might hold for you. Aside from competing and winning against each other, there are so many other factors that can contribute to our sense of self-worth. So now, what determines self-worth? According to the self-worth theory, it depends on what we each deem valuable. Our abilities and performance in those activities is then what determines our self-worth. However, people commonly use other ways to measure their self-worth. So here are five of the top factors that people use to measure and compare their own self-worth to the worth of others. Um, And I want you to take note of whichever of these categories you might place a lot of weight and extra value in. Number one is your appearance. This could be number on the scale, clothes size, the amount of attention you're getting on social media or from specific people. Two is net worth. This can mean your income, material possessions, financial assets, or all of the above. Three is your circle. Some people judge their own value and the value of others based on their status and what importance and influential people they have in their circle. And I do want to add here that while I'm not judging you for your circle, it is extremely important. Extremely important. The people you surround yourself with are everything. Okay? Um, And then four is what you do, aka your career. We often judge others by what they do. For example, a stockbroker is usually considered more successful and valuable than a janitor or a teacher, 
which is super freaking sad because that is like the most important job and teachers are just so undervalued, but that's a whole other uh, topic. Um, and then five, what you achieve. So as I noted earlier, we frequently use achievements to determine worth, whether it's our own or someone else's, such as success in business, how much money you make, scores on the SATs, or placement in a race. And now I want to talk about what should not determine your self-worth. First thing is your to-do list. Achieving goals is great, and it feels awesome to cross things off your to-do list. It's just so satisfying. But it doesn't have a direct relationship with your worth as a human. And I want to slide in a tip on to-do lists here because I think it's super important, and a lot of people set themselves up for failure, honestly, with to-do lists. So if you're someone who makes mile-long to-do lists, I need you to start narrowing them down. Uh, write down top five, ten things that you need to get done, and then from there, number one through three or maybe four or five most important priority things that have to get done today. You're going to number those in order. You're going to do them in that order. And then anything after that is just like icing on the cake. This is super important because if you make a mile long to-do list all the time and you get through like half of it and then you're like, mm, I'll just save the rest for tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. And that repeats itself. You're telling your brain that it's okay to not complete your to-do list. That we usually just write a ton of stuff down. And then we just get what we can done and it's fine. But no, you want to create the habit that like, these are priority things. This is what we get done. Um, and start checking things off your to-do list and make that a habit. Uh, the next thing is your job. It doesn't matter what you do. What matters is that it fulfills you. And it's okay if the thing that used to fulfill you doesn't anymore. Or if what you thought you wanted to do in college isn't what you want anymore. It's okay. We are always evolving, always growing. Our wants and needs change too. We're going to talk a lot about that this season because that's super important to me. The next thing is your social media following. It doesn't matter how many people think that you're worth following. What matters is that you feel good about the content you're putting out, whether that be pictures of your dogs and food, aka my entire Instagram story, <laughs> or if it's tangible tips and advice on your business. I used to play a place a lot of weight on numbers myself, the followers, views, sales, likes, shares, but you have to let go of those things and just focus on what you think is valuable? What brings you joy to share? What do you think can have the greatest impact on your audience, on other people? And listen, it can be healthy to consider the perspectives of other people. That's a really good thing. But their opinions have no impact on your innate value. So while it's good to see what other people think and what's out there, 
you really don't want to let that control you because if you're just listening to the opinions of others, like you're not making decisions that are aligned with you and feel good to you. And that's just the quick route to burnout. The next thing is your age. You aren't too young or too old for anything. Your age is simply a number and it doesn't factor into your value as a human being. My husband recently told me the story about his friend that is experiencing ageism in the workplace. And it's shit like this that makes me strongly dislike corporate America. Uh, They basically told him that he was already promoted super fast. And although he's more qualified for the next position than the people who currently hold it, no one his age has ever held the position. And they just can't. Like, are you serious? Why? (laughs) Next up is other people. As I mentioned earlier, it doesn't matter what people think or what they've done or accomplished. Your personal satisfaction and fulfillment are much more important than what other people are thinking, saying, or doing. I know it's easy to fall into the trap of comparison, wondering what other people are doing, how they're gaining success, and what other people will think of your next move. There's been a lot of moves I've made that I felt like I was going to be judged for, but I am so grateful that I chose to just follow my own gut, my own heart, and go through with those decisions because they've been the best. But seriously, like the ones that I was judged the most for and knew that I was going to be judged the most for, like they changed me the most. Those are the most outside my comfort zone choices that I've made and the most important for where I'm at now. Um, So you cannot let what other people think determine what you do. It does not determine your self-worth. And your life is not truly yours until you start making decisions based solely on what feels good to you, what feels aligned to you, and stop wondering what Sally from college, or better yet, what your parents might think about it. Side note, let me know if you want to talk about that this season, because we can definitely get into it. Um, The next thing is how far you can run. Your mile run is one of the least important factors for your self-worth or for anything else for that matter. If you enjoy running and you feel fulfilled by it, good for you. If not, good for you. This does not determine your self-worth. And I know it sounds silly, but honestly, when I was younger, this was a big thing for me. Like, I used to get super red and splotchy when I would run long distance. I couldn't run even, like, a quarter of a mile without stopping and it felt like everyone else was doing it so easily. Like, it was just it was just a thing that you could do. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't understand, you know, like, why my body won't take me there. Um, and there really were multiple times in my life where I felt judged by it because of it. I felt disappointed in myself because I couldn't run like everyone else could. And there were also times where I tried again and again to train myself to get there. And what I've come to appreciate so deeply and know now is everything my body can do. I am strong as hell. I don't give up. I have super strong abs, even though it might not look like it. And I'm super proud of what my body can do and what it does for me every single day. And you should be too. The next thing after that is your grades. 
We all have different strengths and weaknesses, and some of us are simply not cut out for class, and that's okay. This has no bearing on our innate value as people. Straight A students are just as valuable as straight F students. I know people who were extremely successful, who went to college, went and got their masters, all the things. I also know people who are extremely successful, who dropped out of high school, dropped out first week of college. Like, it really doesn't matter. There's so many things you can do without a degree. And I feel like this is shifting, which I'm, I'm really happy about. But there was a long time where college was super important. It was very pushed by our parents. I honestly don't think I would have gone to a four year if my dad hadn't like made it feel so heavy. Like it was very, very needed as a backup plan. Um, and anyway, like it's just, there's so much you can do without it. I feel like people are so quick or used to be so quick to just go to school. I need to get a degree for this. I need to get a degree for this. But like, you can learn a lot online. You can learn a lot through personal mentorship. Uh, just throw that out there. Um, and really, like, for me, no one cared about my GPA. No one knew what it was. I didn't even want to work for anyone else after school. Like, that's why I probably wouldn't have gone to a four-year if it was just solely based on, like, what I was thinking about it. Um, and yeah. You just need to know that you determine how sex successful you are, not a piece of paper, or how well you can memorize for a test. Okay. After that is the number of friends you have. Your value as a human has absolutely nothing to do with how many friends or connections you have. The quality of your relationships is what really matters. It is quality over quantity. Can I get an A freaking mess? Every single time, I can tell you this with absolute certainty. I know it from personal experience, like quality over quantity. Uh, you just need to find a couple besties who get you, who push you to be the best version of you, and who you can be truly yourself around, and that's all you need. Likewise, another thing that does not determine your worth as a person is your relationship status. Single, single, dating, committed, it doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't matter. Your value is exactly the same. Your relationship status doesn't alter your worth. And if you're single slash in the dating phases, I want to just throw this in there for you. I urge you to focus on yourself. Focus on growing and loving yourself wholeheartedly first. Figure out who you want to be. What's been holding you back? What makes you tick? Do a deep dive into yourself because if you want someone who's emotionally whole and intelligent and affectionate, like just does all the things for you, like you just want that perfect person, you're out there searching for them, they're nowhere to be found, like you really got to look in the mirror first and ask yourself, like, am I that person? Because if not, it's, it's almost impossible to find them. Like you really need to be that energetic match. You need to be there too. And it's going to be so much better coming together as two whole, healed, like emotionally intelligent people rather than two totally different planes, two people who are still trying to figure it out, two people who, you know, have a lot of trauma, a lot of baggage. Like, it is a lot harder to grow then and stay together than it is to do that growing before you get into serious relationships. And the final two, your money or lack thereof. 
I know this can be a hard one to release pressure on, but no matter the amount you make, you are just as worthy as the next person. You're alive right now. You're listening to this podcast. You're working on yourself, trying to become the best version you can possibly be. You can't show me a more worthy person. Lastly, anything or anyone but yourself. Here we get to the heart of the matter. You are the one who determines your self-worth. If you believe you're worthy and valuable, you are worthy and valuable. Even if you don't believe you're worthy and valuable, guess what? You still are. And that's a wrap. I hope you gained something positive from listening to today's episode. Thank you again for being here and listening to me talk. I am so grateful to be here, and I can't believe that I finished the official, official recording of my first podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye. P.S. If you love the vibes here and got something out of listening today, please screenshot and share on your story. I'd love to be tagged and hear your thoughts. My Instagram for the pod is at underscore self-worth club.